once again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, Working Smarter and Harder. I, again, am your host, Jonathan Rogers, and we are going to be uh, continuing uh, this episode going over a couple of different things. Um, first of all is going to be our mindset piece, as usual. Um, and speaking of pieces, uh, we are discussing the concept of peace today. Uh, I have two different quotes from you, one from Marcus Aurelius and then one from Epictetus as well, I believe. Uh, so the first one is from Marcus Aurelius, which says, Nowhere you can go is more peaceful, more free of interruptions than your own soul. Retreat to consult your own soul and return to face what awaits you. Uh, that is our first quote for today. Our second one is going to be along the lines of the same. Epictetus goes on to say, Hold, unhappy man, be not swept along with your impressions. Great is the struggle, divine the task. The prize is a kingdom, freedom, serenity, and peace. Uh, so those are our two pieces for today. Um, like I said, we will come back to those in a little bit and we will discuss those a little bit more in depth, try to provide a little bit of context for those and kind of give you some better understanding of where those uh, are going to come into play on a regular everyday life. Um, and it's interesting because they do tend to actually contradict a little bit of our discussion for today because we are actually going to be discussing martial arts. Um, martial arts are one of the coolest, uh, I think, practical applications of fitness that is still very relevant, very popular for today. Um, and the thing that I also find interesting about when it comes to martial arts is how prevalent it is despite the fact that we are not in as much of active combat as we used to be. There definitely is still a place for martial arts when it comes to self-defense and when it comes to military service, but it's definitely not something that we practice as much anymore, especially not for the general population, and it isn't as expected. Um, but it is something that we still tend to look at more as a recreational activity. And I want to kind of talk about the importance of it as a recreational activity as it applies to today, because it's been around for so long. It's one of the very interesting portions of physical fitness that we like to discuss because of how effective it can be. So uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to focus a little bit on uh, martial arts as well is because when we start looking at personally, uh, I should say personally, when it comes to physical fitness and exercise, I'm typically much more inclined towards strength and conditioning and towards cardiovascular like training and whatnot. But when it comes to all of those things, the thing that we have to realize is why we're doing them is that they are kind of they are building blocks. They are creating a base for us to go out and perform other activities that we want to do. I mean, that's the biggest selling point that I have for CrossFit and for functional fitness or even for just regular strength training is going to be that we're trying to optimize your livelihood into your 90s. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. That's what we're hoping to do. We're not doing it so that you can, I mean, the ultimate goal isn't to be able to snatch 225 pounds and be able to run a 5k in under 15 minutes. I mean, that's cool. Those are absolutely things that for certain individuals that can definitely be a goal, but ultimately we're trying to optimize the overall output into your into your seniority. And so uh, when we start looking at these kinds of things, martial arts is one of those sports that we can start to uh, uh, use as a secondary step to the strength and conditioning that we typically do. And it is an excellent uh, place to go if you are looking to uh, start improving on a couple of different things or if you're starting to look to apply some of the strength and condition that you have been practicing. Um, martial arts is one of the greatest places that you can take those steps further and you can actually perform really, really well based off of what you've already been doing. Um, now, alternatively to that, it is also a great building block to bleed into other activities if you are not so much of a strength and conditioning person like I am and you are not so much like an aerobic athlete either. 
and you just are more interested in doing martial arts, there is nothing wrong with that. There is definitely a lot of benefit to come out of it. I think that there is, personally, I think that there is more benefit if you compound the two of them together and use one to supplement the other, like I said earlier. Um, however, there is still something to be said and to be gained out of doing strength and conditioning. Uh, I'm sorry, not strength and conditioning. Um, out of doing martial arts as a primary form of exercise. Um, so we're going to talk about a couple of those things today and go into that a little bit. And then I want to talk about why I think that the two working together is so important. So one of the things that uh, we want to talk about when we're looking at performing martial arts is um, going to be why does it work? Like why, what is it about martial arts that makes it so effective as a form of recreation? So there's a lot of different things, and some of you who are performing martial arts already are definitely very aware of these, but we want to be looking at some of these key components and comparing them to what is our definition of fitness. So uh, from one article that I found that I was looking at this, they were kind of doing an uh, analysis of using Kung Fu and using their gymnastic and uh, dynamic uh, exercise approach to compare it to fitness. So they did a couple of different things. They tested grip strength. They tested a long jump. We had modified sit and reach, which is a flexibility, uh, side steps and sit ups. And then they, so, so with grip strength, we're looking at strength and power, uh, standing long jump. We're looking definitely at power and explosiveness and dynamicness, uh, ability modified sit and reach. We're looking at flexibility and we're looking at side steps. Again, we're looking at flexibility, coordination and balance and then sit ups again. So we're looking here at strength and muscular endurance. So when we take those couple of different factors, which is kind of the primary focus of their practice whenever we start looking at that. And we start comparing it to the definition of fitness, which I am pulling from CrossFit because they've done such a good job of it, is we're looking at cardiova cardiovascular and respiratory endurance. There's definitely a lot of endurance involved with um, this type of activity when it comes to martial arts. Stamina. Stamina is a huge part of it, especially when you're talking about grip or you're talking about capability to last for several rounds, either that in sparring or in actual combat of any kind or even in training. Um, we have strength. Strength is a big part of it. You have to be able to use yours and to influence that of your opponents. Flexibility. Um, if you can't get your leg above your head, you're going to be having a difficult time with this, especially when we start talking about things like um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and we start talking about different types of kickboxing and stuff like that. Flexibility is a huge component of that. Power. We just mentioned power. Power has to come into all of your blows, into all of your movements. We want to be moving dynamically and explosively. Uh, speed. Speed is a huge one. Speed is going to be what keeps you alive longer, you know. Um, when we start looking at reaction time and we start looking at the ability to overcome your opponent quickly, that is a huge component of that. Coordination. Coordination, same thing. Having that good hand-eye coordination to be able to interlock with your opponent and being able to uh, coordinate your blows successfully is going to have a huge impact on that. Agility. Agility is just a, uh, abil as they say here, the ability to minimize transition time from one movement pattern to another. When we're talking about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which I have done a little bit of, there is a there is a very important uh, decision factor that comes into place when you're transitioning from one particular movement to another because you have to gauge it based off of your opponent's reaction and off of their movement and off of where they're at in space. So having ability to transfer smoothly from your either defensive to offensive position or vice versa is going to be very beneficial. Next one is balance. Um, needless to say, if you don't have balance, then we're definitely looking at you hitting the ground first or you getting into a uncomfortable situation where your opponent is now on top of you. Um, there's definitely a lot to be said for that. 
So coordination and balance is going to be very highly trained and focused on in martial arts. Um, accuracy, same thing. If you're a boxer, you have to make sure that you have accuracy. You have to make sure that you are taking advantage of all of these things so that we are optimizing our output and out optimizing our outcome when it comes to um, successful combat. So those are 10 things that are typically uh, associated with fitness and as we can see there's some excellent coordination or I'm sorry I'm sorry there are some excellent correlates between martial arts and between our definition of fitness so we want to be focusing on this and like I said earlier this is a great representation of how martial arts can definitely bleed into impacting your performance and impacting your strength and your stamina and your coordination and so on and so forth so there's a lot of benefit here that can be found when we start analyzing martial arts as a form of exercise the other huge part of fitness that I think that we want to make sure that we give some attention to whenever we start talking about different forms of exercise is body composition. Um, I think that whatever activity that you are participating in, um, depending on how you want your body to appear, I think that that is uh, something that maybe people don't want to talk about too much because it is kind of maybe more of an awkward topic. But I think that it's important that we understand that whatever activity that you choose to do, I think that there's an important correlate between, um, between body composition and um, your goals. I think that if you're a if you are looking to lose weight, there's uh, several. I mean, there's so many different options that you can have, um, and one of these is here um, when we're starting to look at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu specifically. Um, so there was one study that was performed on the physical and physiological profiles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu athletes, and one of the first things that they mentioned is they say in general Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu athletes had a very low body fat. I can definitely agree with this. I have uh, have a, an old roommate that was doing a lot of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and still does, very active in the community, and he has probably the lowest bo body fat profile that I have ever seen. Um, and this isn't to say that you have to have a low body fat to go into the sport. That is not what I am saying. What I am saying is that it is typically an outcome and it is a strong correlate between that. So if you are looking at maybe reducing body fat percentage, maybe you're already at a comfortable or a healthy body fat, but you would like to lose a little bit of extra, this is definitely a excellent way to do that. The other is also if you are looking to lose weight you definitely will have a particular advantage in some situations especially when it comes to um, any kind of wrestling or anything else like that. There is a lot to be said for having a little bit more weight as it can definitely impact the way that you move and the way that you uh, can uh, approach your opponent and approach your different types of maneuvers and skills. So there's definitely, there's no, there's, there's no wrong body weight to enter into this, but what I'm saying is, is that there is definitely some benefit. Like I said, if you're looking to lose weight, this is an excellent way to do that, as we will start to focus on longer durations uh, of time and more training. It will definitely have an impact on body fat percentage. So there's a big body composition portion that comes into this um, that can have a big impact, whether you are already at a low body fat percentage, this may be a perfect sport for you to start in as you are not looking to change that much or if you are looking to cause some kind of change or some kind of improvement then this is also something that can still influence that. The other part of this that I think that is interesting to mention especially for people that are looking to start a different kind of exercise or they're looking to get into um, some kind of sport is that there's so much variance and skill that needs to be learned in order for the sport to be performed properly and that can add a huge motivation factor for a lot of people because uh, just speaking from personal experience, I definitely understand how difficult it can be when we start looking at anything like just going to the gym and like you do squats on Monday every day and you do uh, strength, 
you do shoulders on Wednesday and benches on Friday, whatever that looks like, that can get very monotonous for a lot of people. Some people have no issue with that, but some people do. And so to have more of a non-linear approach to your exercise where we start looking at coming in three to four days a week and we're starting to look at um, different types of skill work and we're looking at different kinds of drills. We're looking at working with another person almost every single time. Um, there is some conditioning that can be done solo, but 90% of the time you are in a community, you're working with other people, which I would greatly recommend as it is a great external factor that can improve our motivation and performance, as I have mentioned before. Um, so there is a lot of a social and a variance aspect of martial arts that's very appealing for a lot of people um, and is definitely a huge influencer and has a very positive effect as we start talking about getting into this activity and this sport as it can have a huge influence on your motivation and maintaining consistency and also acquiring new skills. I mean, there's... there. I'm sh because of how old the sport is, doesn't matter what you go into kung fu. I mean, Krav Maga. You go into kung. You go into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. You go into regular Jiu Jitsu. You go into Taekwondo. Anything else like this. These sports and these types of exercise and combat have been around for so long. They've had so much time to develop so many new moves and so many new patterns and so many new ways of learning that there is almost an endless source of skills that you can acquire. So if you are more interested in the learning aspect of this particular activity and you appreciate the challenge of the skill, then there is definitely a huge treasure trove of opportunity here as you start to look at investing your time and your knowledge into something and some kind of a skill that you can practice uh, from, I'm sorry, from a practical perspective, you can apply to your everyday life. There's a huge component here that can be very beneficial to you. Another aspect of the martial arts profile that I'm a huge supporter of is the applicability and the practicality of it. Um, for a lot of people who are looking for some kind of activity that can affect everything else. Um, like I said, personally, I appreciate the fact that in CrossFit, we pick up heavy things and we learn how to move loads effectively and efficiently over long periods of time. I mean, that's something that we're going to be doing for the rest of our life, whether it's with children or grandchildren or with helping your friends down the street move their couch, whatever it is, we're looking at that applicability and that practicality when we start transferring those skills and that strength and those uh, learned abilities to other things. I mean, they will always come in handy. It doesn't matter where you're going. These skills and the strength that you have acquired is going to be useful. The same can be said for martial arts. When we start looking at different kinds of skills, and like I said earlier, we're looking at kinds of form various forms of self-defense. Um, there is a lot of practical application for this. Um, and I would encourage you that there's a lot of uh, skill that can be acquired here that can help out with, as I mentioned before, balance. I mean, when we start talking about an older population and we start looking at using martial arts as a form of balance training in the younger years and starting to impact that balance and performance in our later years, you can take a look at any anybody in the, uh, especially specifically the uh, traditionally Asian population uh, and witness incredible balance and coordination from elderly citizens who participated in various forms of martial arts or Tai Chi or anything else like that throughout their lifetime as compared to maybe the more Western civilization where we have maybe not as much of an influence of martial arts and a lot more difficulty with balance and neuromuscular coordination and so on and so forth. 
So there is a huge practical application there that will come into effect and come into play. And there is also a huge esteem and confidence boost that comes with the martial arts perspective, which I think can be very, be very beneficial um, for children, especially. Um, and there was a study that was done on this as well. Um, it was on Korean children, uh, but I think that it's interesting to note that it was in children. And martial arts training for children is not uncommon. Um, and I think that there is a, like I mentioned before, there is a... Um, there's a confidence and a uh, coordination and a strength application to martial arts that I think is important to uh, understand and appreciate. And there's also a social aspect, like I mentioned before as well, that can be very beneficial for children as they're starting to learn to work with other people and learning to respect the people around them and their capability. Um, so from this study that they did, they said uh, their findings suggest that particular training in Taekwondo can be effective for balanced improvements in vari variables of basic fitness and that it exerts a positive effect on mood and development of sociability. Um, and you guys can read a little bit more on that article. They had some other cool things that they were going over a little bit and some interesting parts of that. But overall, the overall conclusion was that they had done a study on 30 children from different multicultural families over in Korea, and they had found that there was an improvement across the board in general for these children. Now, speaking from a personal perspective, as we start to look at this a little bit, um, I did karate when I was a kid, and I'm sure that a lot of other people did as well. Um, I didn't do it for very long, probably did it for about two, two and a half years or so. Um, not until probably, I want to say, kind of towards the beginning of my CrossFit journey, um, the gym that we were part of was branching into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because they started to recognize some of these uh assisted benefits and this social aspect and improved coordination, etc, etc. Um, so there was a trial period where me and a roommate of mine attended for a short period and we started to get into it a little bit more. My roommate picked up on it a little bit more than I did. I was currently at the time a little bit more focused on CrossFit. So when it switched over to a paid subscription, um, because of being partially a broke college student, it was definitely something that I was a little bit less keen on. But however, um, I have done a little bit of uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I have dabbled in it somewhat, and I have spent some time there. And the thing that I can say from a personal perspective, and when I compare it to any of my other activities, is that it is amazing how much energy you can expend in a, such a short period of time, and how much uh, mental focus and acuity it takes to be in a physical struggle with another individual. It is a very odd and very peculiar experience. If you haven't done it yet, I would definitely recommend trying it because it's, and it's not a bad thing, it's, it's a different type of stimulus that creates uh, a type of response unlike anything else. It's not like lifting weights, it is not like running, it is not like any kind of cardio work, but it is just as strenuous and difficult as those activities and it's all happening within about five to 10 minutes because you are having to keep up with them. You're having to pay attention to their actions and to their movements. You are having to read their, uh, their movement patterns a little bit so you can be predictive and try to decide where they're going to go. You have to um, find a type of center for yourself as you start to focus on moving more less with um, a very conscious mind and more with a reflex and response, which is why they do drills so often. Um, and there's a type of um, there's a type of uh, mental training that comes in called no mind uh, when we start talking about any kind of martial arts, which is where your body kind of starts to perform off of the various types of reflexes and drills that you have instilled into it. Um, and one of the big things that I found the last time that I did any kind of sparring with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was the overwhelming amount of like 
little bit of claustrophobia and panic that starts to settle in when you have somebody's calf laid across your uh, trachea uh, or your neck. <laughs> you you have to you have to slow your breathing down. You have to escape that kind of fight or flight response, even though you're in a fight situation, and start to take conscious control for a little bit because otherwise your panic starts to set in, and then the next thing you want to do you want to tap. Um, but the thing that was very interesting it was it was a very good practice for me especially when we start talking about mindset, is about the amount of control that you can exert over yourself will determine how long your match is going to be and determine the outcome ultimately. Because I was going into this experience with very little uh, background, whereas my opponent uh, definitely had much more. They were much more comfortable with the situation. They've been doing it a lot more. Whereas for me, like I said, all that I have to rely on is my endurance and my strength that I've been practicing for a long time. But I had to move with intention and in trying to pick up on patterns as I go. So it was kind of a learning experience. Like I said, there was some panic that started to settle in a little bit. But you, once you start to tantalize the, and, and reap the benefits that come from having a calm approach and response to a potentially strenuous and difficult uh, situation, it can create some fantastic benefits that can apply to other things. And I think that this is the biggest takeaway from martial arts as a whole, is if you can maintain a calm composure when we start looking at entering these fight situations, then I guarantee that when you have those stressful conversations in the future, you can resort back to those difficult times where your heart rate wants to start increasing, you start to sweat a little bit, you start to panic and you want to quit. And you can dig a little bit deeper and you can remain under control and lower that heart rate back down and control your breathing. And you can continue on in a calm fashion and maintain your composure. I think that there is such a huge benefit to that whenever we start looking at how we respond to different stress and stimulus. So the end of that story was that when I was doing it with my opponent, who obviously had more technical skill than I did, even though I may have been stronger in the long run, um, I was defeated several, several times. But it was, again, it was an interesting experience for me going from one to the other. Um, I did have one round that I did win, not based off of any kind of technique or skill, but purely based off of the fact that I outlasted them strength-wise. Um, so there is something to be said about the skill and the strength as well, as it will definitely, the skill in these particular sports will overtake on the strength. So you do not have to be an overly strong individual to do well well in these um, particular events. So those are a little bit of the topics that I wanted to cover for today. I hope that you guys get something out of that and you feel encouraged if maybe you are getting a little bit tired of a monotonous routine with strength training that you can start to combine those a little bit um, as strength training can definitely have an impact on your performance in other sports as we know. Um, if you are looking for some variants or you're looking to try something new, uh, martial arts is a great way to go. There will be a very uh, humbling experience from the very beginning and onward, um, but I guarantee that it will it will greatly develop over time, and most communities when it comes to martial arts are very supportive, um, at least from the ones that I have experienced so far. Um, the, only, the only thing that I want to say about martial arts is that there is a risk included as with all other things. Um, and it's a little bit more directed at you than it would be with weight and strength training. Um, I have seen some injuries come out of this. Um, none of them are, especially if you're not looking to compete at a, uh, a really high level, if you're just doing sparring at a local gym, um, hopefully depending on the opponent and the individual who you are um, going up against, there's an understanding that there's not an intention to harm, it is simply to uh, perform this combative experience 
and for both of you to come out on the other end with one victor and to do it in a way that nobody leaves with any permanent injuries. But to say, I want to provide a disclaimer that there is going to be some injury associated with this and that as long as you understand that and you are willing to do take the proper steps to approach those injuries and to approach the person who is training you and finding a good um, trainer for these activities, I think that you can optimize your outcome and your results. And so just using discretion and having a keen understanding of who it is that's training you and of your opponent and understanding do they want to actually hurt me or do they want to simply train with me and help me progress and so that I can help them progress as well, have a mutual understanding that's very, very important. Um, so without further ado, we'll go ahead and we will progress into our peace and our mindset portion for today. Um, we had mentioned a little bit of that in the beginning. Um, we had our two quotes from our two Stoics uh, and so... Going back to those, we have that first one from Marcus Aurelius. It says, Nowhere you can go is more peaceful, more free of interruptions than your own soul. Retreat to consult your own soul and then return to face what awaits you. This is this is super important and super applicable, and this can carry over, like I said, from martial arts and other things as well. Because the, the thing that we have programmed in our brain is that fight-or-flight response, like I just mentioned, and it is reactive to all different kinds of stressors. But unfortunately, in the 21st century where we are today, we don't have a lot of physical stressors anymore as somebody coming at us with a knife or an animal attacking us or something along those lines. More often than not, our stressors come from late assignments. They come from emails from our doctor. They come from emails from our boss. They come from uh, work projects that are due over the weekend. They come from being late to activities or to personal events. They come from having to make a presentation or a speech at something like that. And the thing that's interesting is when we look at this fight or flight response is that that fight or flight response kicks in irregardless of whether it is a physical attack on our body or not. And you will experience those same symptoms as if you were going to be running or fighting for your life, even though you may just have to get up and put a billboard or put a, uh, put a presentation up and talk about uh, wind energy for the next 10 minutes in front of a group of 15 people. Um, it's very interesting how we look at this. So I want to start talking about peace a little bit because when we start looking at activities like martial arts, for example, we start to identify that there's a conscious part of our brain that we can retreat to, as Marcus Aurelius spoke and said, that can provide that sort of inner peace for us. The only thing that we have to do with it is make sure that it is a trained part of our brain, that we train that part of our brain on a daily basis, and we start to utilize that peace that can be found within us. There is such a crucial impact that it can have on our life and on our perspective when we start to train that part of our brain that helps us to slow our breathing down to impact our heart rate and to impact that sweat response and to help our words become fully enunciated and to become clear and concise so that when we go to face these uh, psychological and mental stressors as opposed to the physical stressors that we approach it with calmness and composure that we can experience for ourselves and can ultimately improve and provide fulfillment and joy in our life that we are looking for. Other one that we had was from Epictetus, and it says, Hold, unhappy man, be not swept along with your impressions. Great is the struggle, divine the task. The prize is a kingdom, freedom, serenity, and peace. And this one I wanted to focus on, and again, kind of bring it around to our martial arts aspect and focus for today, is that life is going to be ultimately filled with struggle, 
the only thing that we can do about it is decide how we're going to approach it and respond to it. Are we going to prepare for it? Are we going to take the proper steps to prepare for that kind of struggle and ultimately that difficulty that we will have to overcome in our life so that we can approach it and experience peace throughout it? Or are we going to simply neglect it to optimize our happiness, whatever that word means for the time being, so that when those times come, we are not prepared, we are not ready for those things. It's just bringing some awareness to what is the preparation and training that we are doing today to ultimately overcome those obstacles that are going to happen in the future so that we can maintain peace throughout them. Thank you guys very much for listening. I appreciate it. Um, you guys have been a fantastic audience. I've gotten some really cool questions out of this and I've been working with a lot of people recently talking about different things like mindset and both in the training aspect as well. Um, if you guys are curious and if you want to have any more, uh, maybe a longer discussion with me personally or ask me some questions that we can put into the next podcast, I am happy to bring those up. Um, please email me. I'll include my email and my social media down below. As you all know, Instagram is the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, DM me right away and I will respond as quickly as I can. Um, I am looking forward to this next season as we're starting to come into summer. I have a lot of really cool subjects that are coming up. Um, and I actually performed a study with some individuals as part of the class that I took this semester. Um, so I will be doing uh, sharing a little bit of the content that I had on that, um, especially for my friends in the cycling and biking community, um, especially because I live in Grand Junction, Colorado. There is a lot of uh, biking and cycling here. So I want to do a little bit of an analysis and study on that as well. Um, but again, thank you guys for listening. Hope you feel encouraged to try something new or maybe branch out in your sport and activity a little bit. Um, and you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. May you approach your obstacles with peace.